Time Out Talks. Inspiring, motivating, educating. Actually, none of these things. Just a bunch of people who don't know much talking about some stuff. Okay. Hey, no, you can't. We've started, Sienna. We've started. Great start. Sorry. Oh, dear. Someone's losing it. Welcome to Time Out Talks, the super professional entertainment podcast from the New Zealand Herald's Time Out team. Uh, I am here with Chris Schultz, George Fennick, Sienna Yates and Carl Pushman. Hello. I am Joanna Hunkin. And we have some things to talk about today, but we didn't discuss them in advance, so it's going to be a curveball for everyone. Uh, where do people want to start? So Good podcast, many, so guys. Many, so many starting points. Okay. Where should it all start? Let's, let's start with... Uh, Chris, you spoke to the killers this week. I did. Where have they been? Great question. That's the first thing I asked Brandon Flowers when he got on the phone. Uh, they've actually been up to a bit, but nothing really Killers related. He released a new album. Uh, they all moved cities. Uh, they toured for like two years. How old are they now? Old. Yeah. <laughs> Older late, than me. Late 30s, early 40s. Okay. Real old. What was he like to talk to? He was... Um, was he a dude? Yeah, he was. He was great. He was great. Very serious. But then he kind of punctuated some of his um, lines with a kind of... ha. So, so, which I didn't know how to take, <laughs> but um, the the new album is quite good. I've heard it. It's um, surprisingly good. I do, not, I do right. not like the first single that's getting radio well, play. I can't like, tell you what which, it's called. Which one is it? Because there's three. Oh, and like oh. one's like a classic Killers track. It's definitely one's not like that a one. Terrible U2 ballad kind of thing. And one's like quite weird and experimental, which was quite exciting. I think it's the weird and experimental one that I don't like. One, it goes for like five minutes. So I don't. What's think the that shell one. supposed to be? There's that's, a conch shell on known as a terrible idea. Right. <laughs> Good. I'm, I don't know what it's supposed sure. to symbolise. The know? highlight of my week last week was when we asked for possible cover photos for the killers, and I was sent a photo of a giant pink conch shell. No people in the photo, just the <laughs> shell. And that's their album artwork, is that right? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. But I don't let that it's put a, you off. It's the female equivalent of, of something being phallic. <laughs> we, we discussed this at the time. I don't know what that word is. I don't think there is a word, but if something was phallic for females, that's what this it looks does, like. Doesn't phallic work both genders? No, phallic literally means to look like a penis. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was, was non-binary. There's, no, there's no female version. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-binary. <laughs> um, Mr. Brightside... Totally song. is like such a song of of like my generation for some reason. Like it's a Stop party banger. Stop trying to banger. claim all our shit, George. <laughs> I don't we know. had it first. I don't, I, I, you totally did, and I, and I'm I I mean it's a great song, mm. but I just did not expect that, that to be the kind of song that literally every party. If someone goes and puts on Mr. Brightside, everyone was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like legend!" And everyone oh, dances. It's a great weird. song, but the problem with them song. is they arrived kind of fully formed, right? Like they released this classic album and have never really been able to live up to it. Mm. And also, that type of music is no longer in fashion. That it's the reality. Yeah, you don't really you get... Know, 12 years ago when Mr. Brightside came out, that was, you know, all over our, uh, stations like ZM and The Edge and things like that. But now that type of music will never mm. come, get anywhere near That's a why top I'm 40 station. interested in, as to why it's a, a party banger. Because, yeah, you wouldn't mm. get a Mr. Brightside number one now. So... But it's it's great. Yeah, the, the new Your album, generation, George. I just can't figure you out. I can't figure myself out. <laughs> the new album surprised me. I've, I'm not like someone who would line up for a Killers album or tickets to the show, but um, it is it's solid. It's really it's not going to do what the first album did, 
but um, it's it's more interesting to me than the new Foo Fighters record, that's for sure. Well, interesting. So let's talk Foo Fighters. Carl, you went over and hung out with Mr. Dave Grohl. I did. He's he's a dude. He is a dude. <laughs> he was like hungover as all get out, but he was cool as and yeah. Taylor Hawkins was because he was there as well and he was fading hard and bad. You spoke to them at about 5.30 though, right? Yeah, I spoke to them after they'd been speaking to press all day long. So it'd been a long day. Did, you, they, did you take them Fatimas? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut off. Way to win them I over. I took them hard-hitting questions <laughs> about the new album. I don't, I don't know that 24-hour-old Fatimas would have cut the mustard. Mate, Dave Grohl loves Fatimas so much, he would have eaten it. Especially given Carl was meant to fly the day before, but his flight got cancelled. So it would have been the coldest, <laughs> grossest Fatimas. Yeah, that was a real bugger. Right? They, had the, they hosted a listening party the night before. And at those things, the celeb will turn up, say a few words, then normally we'll sneak out the back door and everyone's listening to the album. Totes. Those two guys stayed there till two in the morning, pouring hard liquor into everyone's mouth. I saw shots dropped. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So you watch this unfold from what your crappy hotel room and I was at the Holiday Inn beside <laughs> the airport. Oh, <laughs> entertainment eating journalism, guys, pizza. so glamorous. So yes, I flew over the next day, then spoke to them that afternoon. But then the highlight was, even though they were like pretty much dying in front of me, a few hours later they played a gig with Taylor Hawkins' covers band Chevy Metal. And that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. They were in the small club. There was maybe 300 people in there. And they rocked it like a stadium. It was unbelievable. And just, they were so tight, but yet loose. Like, it's hard to explain, but when you see like a really great band in there, everything's in the right place, but there's just that sort of swagger, loose feeling that anything could happen, any, it could all fall apart. They had that. And I wish the Foo Fighters had that. Like the old mint chicks when they used to play up at the King's Arms yeah, and exactly next like minute that. like Cody Nielsen would be mm. dangling from the rafters and you were just like, what is happening? Wouldn't they fight on stage and stuff, the, yeah. the, the, the brothers? Yeah, I, I want to concur because I've seen the Foo Fighters probably more times than any other band. Do you want to concur? What if I don't let you concur? <laughs> Please, can I concur? You may concur. Um, but the best I've seen them is at the town hall when they played that Christchurch earthquake gig. At oh. one point, Dave Grohl like went up the back and the top, and he was playing the stacked actors riff next to like Reese Darby, I think, and <laughs> one of the Warriors, and it was just this magic moment, you know. That was a phenomenal gig. Mm. Yeah, I spoke to them. I interviewed them just before that gig as well, and yeah, just like one of the coolest guys in music. He's mm. just yeah, he's just a legend twice over now. So yeah, the new album's really interesting compared to the last few Foo Fighters albums that I haven't really liked rated particularly the new one's really good Scott it sounds like old 70s rock which is probably why I like it dad rock but it, it's just <laughs> classic foos right like it's not it's not reinventing the wheel it's about as good as a Foo Fighters album could be I think at this point they're not gonna they're not gonna do a kid are they they're yeah, not gonna it's about as about as drastic as they can get is like adding a synth and a couple of <laughs> there's about of backing there's bones. what three songs they might play at Mount Smart Stadium next year yeah. they might add to the Set list. And they'll go off. Like those new singles will go off live. Run would be amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in the same same way as the Killers, like all that kind of rock music, it's just not kind of on trend anymore. The kids mm. are not into it. Um, That's why it scares me when bands who may have been relevant at the same time as the Foo Fighters try to reinvent themselves by in influencing their rock with EDM sounds. And I just think it never works. I don't know why so many bands try to do it, you know. Like the Killers have done a bit of that, but they well, did get Jack Knife Lee in, who, who was known for adding 
electronic appliances. Mm. But the reason they do it is because they want to keep making money and having jobs. Yes, yeah, exactly. so whatever you got to do. Let's That's get Skrillex. <laughs> in the killer's defence, they were always more influenced by sort of New Order and those bands that were doing mixing that electronic mm. element. Yeah. Already. Already uh-huh. back in the 80s. So they can get a pass if, I don't know. But one person that does do EDM well, just a little segue here. That is, was a uh, good segue. That was great. Diplo. And my favourite thing this week is James Van Der Beek, a.k.a. Dawson, <laughs> uh, becoming Diplo in the Viceland series, What Would Diplo Do? I love it. You guys aren't as keen on it. Oh, no, I'm in on it. Oh, it's you're great. In on it. Great. I have not seen it. Who's not keen on it? I loved I loved the short clip they did to emphasize the tour, which is where the show came from. It's about three minutes. I'm not sure it quite sustains a whole half-hour comedy show, but there's definitely moments that are great. But I love the ninjas. So is it like spoofing Diplo by getting James Vanderbeek to play Diplo? Yeah. Okay. And he has like written, produced, and is the director. Is that right? Yeah, he's running the whole show. Diplo and has stars an in it. Ego, so. man. Like imagine being like Hey I want to make a show about me No Diplo's not involved in it it. Dawson Sorry Dawson is. I mean Diplo's a producer Diplo (laughs) produces on it So he's he's involved He gave it the all clear Yeah totally gave it the all clear But I don't think it was like his idea Okay that makes a lot more sense No it was not his idea Doesn't James Vanderbeek show up at Diplo shows And he comes out on stage And produces the DJ Like how did they do that They literally just gave him like two minutes on stage At a couple of gigs And he just went Did some crowd surfing and And probably the fans didn't even realize how do you tell the difference are they doing diplo like is it is it diplo now or is it like diplo 10 years ago it's it's diplo now and okay. there are some flashbacks and some weird ninja fantasies it's they, crazy i'd be interested to see them explore his relationship with mia because i'm much more of an mia fan than i'm a diplo fan yeah i don't think you're I gonna d- get that I, here I don't know that it's, gonna, it's not a documentary it's not, it's not terribly in depth i want it to unpack his entire life i'd like dawson me. to play mia as well <laughs> i want dawson to play everyone you spoke to dawson was he a dude you know yeah i was surprised i thought he might be a bit of a douchebag but he was pretty good and he seemed like genuinely pleased to be doing something good i feel happy for james vanderbeek as an individual that this might be the thing that shakes off like the dawson douche like you're never going to shake off dawson did you ask him did you ask him no i didn't want to be that douche who brings up dawson's creek 25 years later because he's melted down in so many interviews when that comes up yeah Yeah. he must be so like burnt out by it like oh not again you know it was 10 years ago he could embrace it though like flip it be like oh like yeah like get all David Hasselhoff about yeah, it. Yeah, like oh god, hell's yeah, I'm Dawson. So, <laughs> I guess is that that's something hard. you'd want to do though. <laughs> but but that's the thing, isn't it? That Dawson was such a lame character, yeah. and actually he I think James isn't that. I think he actually <laughs> probably is quite a smart, funny guy. The fact he's like gone and made this show and come up with concept, he probably hates that people always write him off as this really drippy loser. Admission. I never watched an episode of Dawson's Creek. I've never Creek. seen an episode either. Neither. Oh, I concur. Well, you're all missing out. I've seen I assume George it. hasn't seen I it. I was probably quite young. I was an avid watcher. It was my life for some time. It was on on a Friday night and I was out. So, oh, Joe. You know, braving it up <laughs> no when time. I was 15. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a child. Yeah. So it was good. It was good for me. Imagine, be, you know, all through your career... In every conversation you have someone being like, hey, so that, you know, that hospitality job you worked one day a week at a cafe when you were 16, 
what what was that like i assume that's like the the normal everyday person equivalent to like being an actor and having your heyday brought up to you i don't know if i had made like several million dollars from working in that cafe i'd probably suck it up and talk about it one iconic cappuccino you were serving (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh let me tell you about that cappuccino mate i basically invented the turmeric latte (laughs) i mean has he what has he done in 10 years is there anything that's surpassed that show no. That's the short answer, is <laughs> no, not. sadly. Okay. Did he do a movie? He must have tried to do a movie. Did he I do mean, an album? He must have tried did, to do did an album. <laughs> You've got the Was internet. He IMDB that shit. <laughs> he, Was Katie uh, Holmes in that show as well? Yeah, 100%. In Dawson's Creek, yeah. That no, was Dawson's not in Diplo. Not in Diplo, right, yeah. Imagine the cameo. She should be in And Michelle, uh, <laughs> Michelle yeah. Williams. Oh, really? It was actually a great cast. It was um, Pacey, Joshua someone. Josh, yep. Josh, someone that guy who was with Diane Kruger for a long time. Oh, Jackson, oh, Joshua, Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Thank yeah. you, uh, Michelle. Michelle Williams is the most successful of that era. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. To her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> congrats, Michelle, Michelle. Congrats. Well done. You were you. great in Brokeback Mountain. She's Jeff's listening. <laughs> yeah, beautiful as Marilyn. <laughs> so many great roles. Um, so also this week making headlines and. Uh, consuming a disproportionate amount of our time the block ends ad um i think the less we say about it the better really but um just to touch on the fact that it is so alarming and yet i guess good for us that in a week where we are leading up to the national election we also have a fuel crisis which is grounding our city to Mm. a halt the biggest story of the week and potentially of the year for the New Zealand Herald is the Block NZ live auction. That is outrageous. Yeah. Was it one story in particular, the the mystery bidder? It's or? all of them. Mm. Every single story has done more than our daily traffic. <laughs> like it's been insane. We've seen a four hundred percent increase in our stats. Christ, wow. that's depressing. Yeah. You know what's wrong with you people? I the 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 election has been stressing me out and it's it's I, I feel like I am constantly anxious about what's gonna happen on the twenty third. So the so blocks in relief. I understand some some escapism, you know, in that you know, I, I didn't watch the block, but I can understand people's oh, Is it that or is it the, just this kind of like weird the weird circumstances, you know, it's like a live T V fail. It's also Auckland house prices, like it's it's actual property. evidence of yeah. property dropping. And it's just this kind of people weird... People love property porn. Mesh mm. of things. Mm. And also I think people love getting behind, people want someone to root for, you know? And there were like, there was Ling and Zing who didn't make like any money. And then there was Stacey and Yanita who had the win taken off them. So suddenly people had two options for like the, the cause they want to support and the give a little page they want to donate to, you know? But yeah, let's let's talk about that instead of I don't know child poverty or something that you can <laughs> yes. actually change with your vote come Saturday. Exactly. Anyway, uh, come Saturday, what are pe- how are people going to be watching the election? Are you going to be watching? I'm going to illegally download it. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced stream on, on, on Sunday. <laughs> well, no send us a link, mate. No spoilers. <laughs> we triple screen it. That's what we do. I I don't even know what that means. Phone, TV1, TV3? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to... Anything with Patty Gow, right? Like, that's... 100%. Of course. <laughs> I think it's so good. None, none of my friends or I have TVs. So I think a, f- a few friends and I are going to get go to someone's house and 
put up a laptop and just live stream it probably on I don't know, Radio New Zealand or TV3 or something. How many people can or you say that? Or the Herald's or probably NZ. a good Herald. one. Herald. 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 Who's that? Um, yeah, uh, the, just a little shout out to the Herald Election Party featuring Tristram Clayton and Heather Duplessis Allen from 7pm on NZ Herald. It's a couple of big hitters right there. there isn't it? Much more suited to a laptop. There you yeah. go, I'll be live streaming. And there's there. no ad breaks. I've done my. my work duty for the day they, uh, they are selling it as a party right like that's what it's called like the election party okay there here's the thing I'm actually Invite. going to an election party same this is how much of a nerd I am and obviously you too election parties are the best is it a dress up party uh, not yet but now you've put the idea out there <laughs> who knows I think that's kind of the idea of ours as well we're, we're having drinks and I think know. people want to drown their sorrows in advance yeah <laughs> who's everyone party voting party. for <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack that. Oh, mate. I voted last week. Did you? Yep, last Tuesday. Things could have happened. Changed. Yeah, the fuel I'm, crisis and then not changed the your opinion. <laughs> it really has. I think no. you do it on the day because then it feels more like an event than your, you know, part of. Yeah, that's really, the thing I'm trying to avoid. I really enjoy like going, going school. out Same. to vote. And we get, we like go and have some breakfast and Quite we make it an event. Ice cream. It's real exciting. This is only my second election, guys. Second election oh, voting. Boy, I'd have first. Oh, not next young card for first next time. <laughs> no, the the 2014 one was like, I think I was just 19. So did you, use, did you use a fake ID to vote last election? No, there mate. was there was no doubt about the outcome of that election. Like I think at that point it was just really obvious. Whereas this is exciting because it could go either way. Exactly. Genuinely, no one knows what's going to happen. Exactly. I'm voting for Patty. <laughs> Now is the hour no. for a little more gal. Like a tall flower, he towers. Stop it. So I would just like to uh, fill everyone in that I used to sit next to Patrick Gower when he worked at the New Zealand Herald with a fellow journalist, Edward Gay, and we took great delight in writing poetry about Patrick Gower, some of which he still has framed. Oh, bless. Oh, wow. What was it's Patrick Gower like? Was he a dude? He is, he is one of the greatest humans that I've ever worked with, which is, a, you know... Rude. Come on. sad reflection. We need to call Patty and be like, what did you, we no. need some tips, What have you got that we don't? He is great. Uh, my greatest Patty story, which I probably shouldn't say on a podcast, but I will, um, was when he was once questioned about his expenses because he had bought some toothpaste that was too expensive. He'd bought like a $10 tube of toothpaste. Um, Media this, elites. This was, and this was, let me point out, this was when he'd been sent away somewhere at the last minute. He hadn't had a chance to pack anything from home. So he'd had to go out and buy, you know, a toothbrush, toothpaste, etc. cetera. Uh, so he brought in his jumbo size toothpaste because that was all that was available at the time uh, and slammed it down on the accountant's desk and said, here's the rest of your toothpaste. <laughs> and I like that a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. Ten dollars so for toothpaste, though. That's obscene. It was like one of those big family pack ones. I don't know. <laughs> so I might have made toothpaste. up the figure, but he I wanted, just he wanted to be minty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have good oral hygiene. I, let's not hold Absolutely. that against Patty. Anyway, uh, on that note, <laughs> on that bombshell, just, on that bombshell, <laughs> everyone get out and vote. Uh, enjoy your election Saturday, where, whatever you choose to do. And uh, we will be back next week, potentially, under a new government. Ta-da! Or the same one, even. Shut up. Also an option, yeah. (laughs) Depending on how it goes. Okay, that's it. We're done. Bye.